welcome, welcome one and all to Upright Citizens, brought to you by Open Studio. Uh, I, I, you know, it used to be Open Studio Jazz. Wait, is it Open Studio Jazz? Because there's been a couple little configurations. I'm going to get a call from Peter because of this, but I know it used to be Open Studio Network, but actually we're Open Studio. Is that correct or is it Open Studio Jazz? No, no, Ruben, I think it's, I think it's Open Studio Jazz. Just the way All you right. did it. Just the way there you said it. it has to be pronounced that way. So it used to be Open Studio Network for sure. But well, sure. let's let's <laughs> rewound. Open Studio Jazz. Welcome. Anyway, <clears throat> let's get to the real stuff at hand, right? Because it should be all about the base anyway. Yeah. On Open Studio or not. And uh all we day, bring, all day. you know, this is Ruben Rogers, by the way, and Bob Deboo on the other end. Um, bringing you um, the episode, we we, we titled it The Balance Between Electric Bass and Upright. Mm -hmm. Parentheses, the pork chop and the doghouse. Pork chop. All right. What's, what's, all right. I know we've got some, some people just turning their head. What's the pork Mm -hmm. chop, Ruben? What's the pork chop? Pork chop is, is the, is the electric bass. You know, I mean, if you, Uh uh-huh. Well, of course, the electric bass has evolved over the years in the way it looks. But for the most part, if you look at a precision bass or a jazz bass or whatever, it looks like a pork chop with a long neck. I mean, right? Is that, yeah, is that, like the, is that yeah, for the, the most the, part? Yeah, the slab, know. like the body kind of looks like the, <laughs> the, the beef, right? But yeah. you, what's funny, what, what's the, how, how about the dog? How did the upright bass come to, to be called the doghouse because I feel like I just heard it, but I actually don't relate why to tell you the truth. Same, honestly, I don't know, but maybe how physical it looks. I mean, it looks like a big kind of box, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, you could fit a small dog in there. All right, cool. I well, should, man, man, do your homework on that. Come on, come on, my bad, Bob. my bad, my bad. Do it's your my homework first, on that. It's my first right? day. God, Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, so what's up with the balance between the electric bass and the upright bass? We're talking about mm-hmm. bass. They're both equally valid instruments, obviously, but they mm-hmm. are separate instruments. So mm-hmm. what are we talking about today? Like we as bass players these days, obviously, and obviously previously too, um, we have to be able to, to be functional on both instruments because it yes. comes up, mm-hmm. right? So the role of the bass is basically the same, you know, like mm-hmm. we're providing a foundation, providing a groove, harmonic support, uh, foundational functionality, mm-hmm. the consistent groove, sound, vibe, it's all necessary, but they're different instruments. Mm-hmm. So we're here just to take, you know, to like think about like and talk about what the differences are, what the similarities are, and the balance between the two. So I mean, we're... you know what's what's interesting? I did some small research on this and i, I mean i kind of knew this but i had to remind myself mm-hmm. uh the electric bass was actually invented in 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 1950s like yeah. early 1950 but wow. it didn't really become like a staple thing till the fender jazz uh company or oh, sorry mm-hmm. fender company um mm-hmm. end up making them in you know mass producing them maybe you know 10 to 15 years later 10 to 15 mm. years after it was it was made and you think about it by the 70s this instrument was really like in demand like yeah. people were recording on this instrument like like in pop music and all kinds of music and it was like it was i mean all intents and purposes a very brand new instrument within 20 odd years yeah you know um so what was interesting i feel like in the 70s or so you can hear like a lot of 
in legendary basis having to like double because mm-hmm. it would to meet that demand you know right 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 you think about ron carter exactly. who some of the names that come to, yeah 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 ron carter ray brown all of them there's a lot of them that you we probably don't even know um sure, sure. kibben bob Cranshaw, mm-hmm. obviously you know ah, yeah end up, you know doing i mean all these great upright players had to like you know say oh shoot i need to, if i want to work or do uh, certain kinds of work and it was almost end up being mandatory for a short time. It seemed like you know, mm-hmm. um, and it yeah, seemed do you, as, do you play what do they call it? Do you play Fender? Do you play do you play Fender bass? Right, that's what they would call it, right? right? <laughs> you know, and and it was it was an interesting. But, but I, when I think about the time frame, how all this great music in the sixties uh, had just happened, and all of a sudden, boom, in the seventies. That's what I think also that's an interesting time for jazz, mm-hmm. where you know things kind of were. I mean, it's kind of blurry for me, at least when you sure, start, sure. when you think about the, the records that came out in the seventies and the eighties, almost like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm sure it's blurry for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, <laughs> no disrespect for all the great musicians who did, um, you know, great music during that time. I mean, mm-hmm. there was some great music, but it wasn't anything like the fifties or sixties. It just wasn't anything like that, you know? Right, um, right, right. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's, it's very interesting for me to kind of go back and realize how, this instrument, electric bass, really came to prominence in this short period of time, you know. Um, yeah. And but as time went on, it would seem that the demand to to double didn't start to kind of fade away, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and of course, I mean, I'm sure there's different, you know, schools of thought on this, but it started to fade away. I figure maybe even within 15 to 20 years that, you know, well, yeah. you play this. And, or you play that and then yeah, you're kind of I feel, yeah maybe in the past 15 years or so uh, 20 years you see more guys doubling again you know i mm-hmm. mean you know that's just from what i i've noticed myself you know yeah for sure you know my thoughts initially come to somebody like steve swallow who is mm-hmm. in in the music and has played electric bass now in the jazz realm you know we talk we think about like upright mm-hmm. players switching to electric to play more in a pop vein like I, you know, or or soul R and B. The first guy that comes to mind is James Jamerson, mm-hmm. coming from playing upright bass and then right. playing on electric, almost with that similar sensibility as an upright bass player too. Definitely. Which mm-hmm. maybe we can rap about more. But you don't see a lot of people. You mentioned Bob Cranshaw, who's definitely somebody else that comes to mind. But sticking within the quote unquote jazz realm of playing mm-hmm. electric bass, that doesn't happen too much unless no. you start thinking about. I guess no. we get into the conversation of Jocko. Stanley mm. Clark, you know, Marcus right. Miller, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's the different thing. You know, we don't think about mm-hmm. that type of music so much as being upright bass. Right, right. At least that, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's just that it's, it's just that I don't I don't know why. And I guess it has something to do with influence, right? People, you know, start to, so once the electric bass came into prominence, uh, so much more music started to uh you know, be it start to be used with so much more music, right? So mm-hmm. people associate a music, a certain thing, they grasp onto that and then maybe come to jazz after. You know what I mean? And it's sure, like, sure. oh shoot, uh, uh let me grasp onto this, uh, you know, but there's pulling from all the inflections and all the things they already have been doing in other music, you know. Um that's why Are I you, think it's huh? huh? You played you played electric bass before you started playing upright, correct? Yeah, I, I played electric bass before. I mean, a lot of electric bass before. I mean, I wanted to play upright bass, but I couldn't I couldn't afford it, you know. And yeah, yeah. Uh, once I got to the to the uh to the States from the Virgin Islands, I got upright bass. But the, I think the thing that 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 helped me is that I listened a lot to to acoustic jazz. Mm-hmm. I knew the sound of I knew that sound for a long time 
It was in my blood and my soul and my ears and my pores before I even started playing the the upright bass. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I Mm -hmm. think I I, actually, it's funny. This is the first thing. This is the first time I'm actually thinking about it. Right. Actually that, that how actually that's how I was able to start playing the instrument, you know, so quick. I mean, it was a tech, it was technically hard for me. It was really hard, but I had the sound, I had the sound of jazz I had been listening to acoustic jazz for many years before, at least five years before, because I liked it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's so yeah. that's so interesting how that is. I mean, I mean, what's your experience? Like, do most bass players uh, seemingly come from electric to upright or vice versa? I I personally did. You know, I I started mm-hmm. off playing drums and then went to electric bass and then the upright mm-hmm. bass. But mm-hmm. I thought what you just said, and I think that's a very common situation. I think mm-hmm. there's a different vibe of people coming from electric bass to upright versus the other way around, perhaps. Because yeah. if you're starting mm-hmm. off on upright and you go to electric, my mind, and maybe I'm just pigeonholing folks here, but if you're starting up on up, starting off on upright as a younger fo- younger person, you're most likely studying quote unquote classically, or right. you know, like playing you know playing with a symphony in mind or something exactly. like that. Yes, which is mm-hmm. a different thing if you tried to take that to electric that doesn't really have the same yes it doesn't no. really work so no no i think there's a different progression you know typically coming from electric bass yeah you've got a little bit more of maybe groove oriented type of music in your ears but mm. i loved what you just said about having the sound conception of upright bass even before you started playing it that right makes so much sense and that really speaks to the importance of having that before yes. you before you play the instrument you want to know what what you're going for what you're going for i mean i was subconscious obviously you know but um uh you know and 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 it's funny i mean of course we're gonna this is a whole nother thing uh what i appreciate you did you did a course um where the notes right Mm uh i'm plugging bob right now folks just check that great course on open studio hello (laughs) where are the notes Um, those kind of things um, kind of get thrown to the wayside when you're in your development sometimes, especially a lot of electric bass players going to upright. They kind of don't have a teacher. They're trying to figure it out and they are already playing gigs already. You know what I mean? And it's, right. they, uh, unfortunately that tends to have a complacency be, you know, on a lot of bass players that, um, they don't, you know, study the instrument you know because it, you know as in a lot of classically trained basses or just you know even if they're not class they, they, they have a, a, some fundamentals that that they need to kind of like learn to even just play the instrument you know uh or at least try, try to play it better and that's why i appreciate you even you know when you you, you started that you know you know uh, wow. when you presented that course is great I mean, I mean there's other um other ones out there obviously i mean there's a lot of content out there now but the way you 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 handle it and you you, you break it down like like you spoon feed this is is something that you know i feel we don't see a lot you know not not you know uh not 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 enough i should say um visually especially and just explain it as, as you know you did so um as i said we're here as as a base community as on upright citizens to to raise that level and that mm-hmm. awareness of, of of trying to not be complacent i mean i've said this probably in other podcasts before because we have all the gigs already you know we we, we don't need to you know it's in the back of our heads a lot of times obviously you know that okay you know i'm good i'm cool i'm, I'm, I'm gonna play this gig and be all right and you know no you still need to go you know 
you know, I, <laughs> get I to guilty, your instrument, you know, hundred <laughs> percent guilty. I mean, we all are. We all you know, are. That right? totally happens, especially when you start, you know, when you start off, like it's everybody's looking for bass players, but yep. that doesn't, you know, like that doesn't mean we can't or shouldn't keep progressing and getting better on our instrument. And there's perhaps, you know, getting back to the electric uh, versus or the electric, the balance between electric and upright bass, there's a mm -hmm. bit more of a learning curve as far as technique. Well, there's a lot more of a learning curve on mm -hmm. upright bass physically to play the instrument, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's, what if we talked about some of the things like getting a sound on the upright versus getting a sound on the electric and, you know, having that conception obviously is a big thing because we think about the music that we're playing. Where does the electric bass fit inside of this? And there's a lot of considerations for that. You know, like the, j the jazz bass sound, or the P bass sound, or a more modern active pickup type of sound. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to think about with that. And then there's a lot to think about with upright bass too, of course, mm -hmm. because there's a myriad of sounds possible on, the, on that instrument as well. Right. A lot having to do with technique, how you first touch the instrument through plucking, you yes. know, pizzicato technique is yes. a big thing. For me, you know, I, I think back to uh, like doubling on gigs, like playing upright, switching to electric, switching back, switching to, you know, back and forth, back and Tough. forth. And every single time, and I just need to practice this more and work on this more, I'll go from, say, if I'm starting on upright, I, I, you dig in with the right hand, yeah. right? To, you get that sound, you pull mm -hmm. the strings, you know, you make it sound good. But then when I go to electric, I am like just pulling the crap out of these yeah. strings, yep. you know, and I have to really, really think hard. It, do you find the same, well, same you situation? Better believe it. You better oh, good. believe it's it. It's not just it, me. Good. No, I mean, I think it's, <laughs> that's why also the one that, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, 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 it's extremely difficult to, to, to have that balance, especially when you're not doing it on a consistent basis, mm. you know, uh, after a pandemic, pandemic. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that's, uh, that's also something, you know, uh, when I was, I mean, the last time I was doing it on a consistent basis, when I was playing with the, the great Diane Reeves many mm. years ago, that was one gig that, that I, we, we, many different ways that I, I noticed that I have to, I mean, frankly, I end up jacking my strings up just a little bit on my electric bass mm -hmm. uh, and probably, I don't know if I was bringing down my strings on my, cause I was still traveling with both instruments at the time. So, um, but I noticed that I had to do, do some kind of adjustment because it was the tendency to come from the upright bass. It was just hard to just switch right away. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Um, but it was definitely something conscious. I had to just think about when I started playing it, because then definitely, especially after hearing recordings, I could hear that pat, pat, like, like I was like, gorilla in the electric bass for no you know and you just you don't realize that you're in the moment you're in the music and you want to just go with it anyway because that that's what it is you know yeah. um yeah there's just that balance it's really really tough but i think it also has something to do with how you set up your instrument to 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 make you you know uh, to tame you in a certain kind of way you know i don't know um, that's that's the way i did it it was a mental uh thing and it's also something a setup thing that i kind of eased into over the years to try and you know help me just stay in the lane somewhere you know um, definitely so that's um, that's a that's that makes a lot of sense and i do the same thing i jack it like way up like, <laughs> to make sure that i'm not you know like clicking against the the, the pickup and you hear yeah. some really great 
bass player. Yeah, I'm not going to say anybody's name, but uh, you, you hear somebody that goes back and forth. I'm thinking of Stanley Clark, to be honest. I don't think that's Oh, I'd like get it, Stanley. Right? You hear him play, the, and it's amazing. I love Stanley Clark. I love. You hear love. some of this electric bass, and you can hear some of that. He's digging <clears> in <throat> real hard, you know? And that's mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. It's part of it. It's, it's a sound in itself, honestly. No doubt. So no doubt. Thinking, about, thinking about right-hand type of stuff, uh, mm-hmm. what, about, what about left-hand? Like, so first, first thing that comes to my mind is thinking about how the neck of a, of a P bass feels, mm-hmm. you know, it feels a little bit more to me. It feels a little bit more like an upright bass neck. Mm-hmm. It's not the same, but it's got that width to it, you know, yes. right, it, right. It feels mm-hmm. a little more comfortable, whereas like mm-hmm. the jazz bass or some of the modern instruments, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. with the, the thinner neck. Th- yes. It's kind of like, ah, uh, I like this, you know, but mm-hmm. it's a different, it's a different thing. Right, but right. You, what do you think about that? Do you- I mean, it's an adjustment. It's all an adjustment, and uh, it, it's uh, we, this word is situational. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but it, but but uh, I've have this pencil. It's a pencil shirt. I guess you used to call it pencil shirt. It's a pencil base, um, mm-hmm. made in 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 New York. Very much a souped up jazz base for the most part, but it definitely mm-hmm. has that that smaller neck. Okay. You know, uh, I have a four and a five string from the same company that I've been using for a long time. Cool. Um, and now that you, you you mention it, I'm just like, I wonder that's also might be an issue there, you know, because I also have a, 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 a P bass that I use a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely don't, I feel like it definitely, since the, this neck is fatter, um, it's funny. I, yeah, so I have to think about that a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, it's well, situational. That- that's yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that brings up a really good point, too, that I'd not considered yet, the five-string aspect. You know, uh-huh. of course, there's five-string uprights, but typically, I mean, do you play a four-string upright? I play, yeah, I play right. a four-string. I'm as, most, as most do I. Do. <laughs> but, now, but now, yeah, right, exactly. But then going to the electric, you know, um, I, I, I don't play a five, but I have a six-string. But mm. it is even more of an adjustment going oh, from yeah. upright to, like, thinking about that low B string. Right, right. right. Uh-huh. So that's and that's another that's a both hand, right hand and left hand consideration for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that's a thing you just got to shed too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, about consistency. I mean, do it as much as you can. It's funny, even during this pandemic, I found myself to keep up with you know, just having some consistency or or, or some uh, uh, feeling like I'm still one with the instruments. <laughs> yes, I would. Uh, I would actually have them set up in a way in my little practice area in my room, basically, and in my bedroom. Most of the time, I found myself, even though I have a nice living room to have them in, I would find myself having them like in arm's length. Now, this is my upright bass in one in one corner, and like my acoustic electric bass in another. You right. know, mm-hmm. um, mainly because uh, it was like. I would be playing my electric bass a lot. I was doing a lot of virtual things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would just feel, you know, I could, I was neglecting the upright bass for, shoot, a good week at a time, you know? Wow. Um, but it's that kind of thing. If it's, if, if it's, you know, in plain sight, maybe you'll do something about it. Maybe you'll go and like at least touch it, play some, some scales, both just a few notes, just, just, you know, get with the instrument, even just if it was just for 10, 15 minutes. And yeah. that helped me through this, actually, that it would it encourage me if, if it was still in my gig bag and just sit, sit in the corner out in the living room, I wouldn't do it because I was kind of focused on something else. For and sure. and vice versa. I, you know, if 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 I'm doing more upright, I would make sure I have it, the, the electric bass, especially the acoustic electric bass, because because that means I can't 
I, I don't have to plug it in. So I just, can just pick yeah. it up and do it. I mean, of course, it's a different feel, different sound, but it's still, you know, the mechanics are very similar. So I would have it ready, you know, be like, oh, you know, let me just play blues on this or, you know, play, yeah. you know or and whatever. That always, you know? that always leads to more playing, though. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You yeah, know what I mean? Just, so yeah. just kind of setting yourself up to kind of stay in touch with your instrument in kind of way. I mean, I, I have no idea if that will help me in, when we get out of this. But I, that was something I've always did through my life, you know, but I just kind of turned it up during this whole uh, pandemic to kind of just to, to, to stay in touch with, with, with the base, <laughs> with, all, with, with the bases, you know, yeah, you I mean, I see you it. have, you have, you have your stuff, stuff set up. I mean, and that's not, that's a luxury. I think even yeah. just, you know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, wherever in the world have, don't have space to be having a big old upright and a electric just hanging around, you know, they'd be tripping over it and whatever. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, now, it's, it's I, I did notice in the pandemic though, too, because a lot mm -hmm. of times I, I, I use my base, you know, when I'm playing stuff in St. Louis or regionally and stuff like that. And a lot of times you get home from the gig and you don't take it out of the case. You leave it there. You got a gig the next night. You might just leave it in the case because you're yeah. going to this next gig and you're going to do stuff during the day. But oh. During the pandemic, we were home. This, my bass, my upright, and all the electrics too, for that matter, they mm. didn't go in a case for like a year and a half, which I love. You know, <laughs> it's so cool. You know, right, just right. for exactly what you're saying, because they're out. Mm -hmm. You see mm -hmm. them, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and yeah, mm -hmm. you play. You play. Hey, I got a question for you, if I can. I, I didn't realize you were about to. Can, can no, I go ask? ahead. If go we're ahead. talking about left hand stuff again, really quick. Uh, uh, okay, so there's the claw on the upright bass, right? Yeah. You know, we're talking first finger, second finger, pinky. You don't really use a third finger on, um, on upright until you get into the higher positions, of course. Mm. Do you play like that on electric bass too? Do you use the claw on the electric bass? Do you do uh, a no? You know, no, I, I generally play uh, with four fingers. When okay. I think about, I think. And I think that's one that's once again situational. I think I find myself doing the claw sometimes. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh but but I think for the most part, I end up if I had to think about it, you know, yeah, no, I I do mostly four four. But um with the what's funny, with the P bass though, which mm -hmm. the flat rounds, the bigger neck, I do to end up doing sometimes claw. You know, and, and it's for your yeah. for y'all don't know what the claw is, and I'm making sure that I'm, I know what you're talking about too. Is the one, two, a three? Uh, sorry, one, two, four. I guess because mm -hmm. you're using two fingers, um, right, right. for uh to hold down. Once you uh, maybe this is too much for for those who don't <laughs> who don't play the yeah. bass. But right, go ahead, go ahead. Go. Well, no, 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 and that's exactly it. Yeah, typically we don't use the third finger because it's the weakest finger on the hand. It exactly. like shares a tendon, whatever. Long that. conversation. Mm -hmm. Pianists, violinists, they all know that stuff. <laughs> we know that as upright bass players. But on electric bass, you can generally get away with playing mm -hmm. uh, all four fingers: index, uh, middle, ring, and pinky on electric bass. But I mm. notice myself, especially I play a lot more upright than I do electric mm. uh, just these days, but I'll notice that I'll go and just to make mm. it work, I can usually do everything with three fingers in the left hand, even on electric bass. Right. Kind of makes I mean, me think about another, another topic I wanted to bring up too, which is playing almost like an impersonation, not really, mm. but I mean, it's valid, you know what I mean? But playing like and an electric quote unquote electric sense on the upright bass. Yes. Like, yes. you know, like playing groove music on upright is totally fine. Um, I mean, we're in the 21st century and, uh, and there's, there's so much music out here and there's the music is evolving and a bassist who doesn't have some of that in their upright bassist who doesn't mm -hmm. have some electric isms mm -hmm. in their 
Arsenal or in their playing. Right. And you, I don't know if you're going to get called as much. You know what I mean? You, you, you got to be able to be that versatile player in this day and age. I don't think it goes towards electric as much. Like a lot yeah. of people actually, unfortunately, are forgiving of an electric bass player who doesn't walk well or whatever, or who are like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll be okay with it. Because, you know, they're just happy to have a bass player who can play. So, um, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, it's funny for me, over the years, uh, I've always, you know, I, when I would double on gigs, Mm-hmm. Uh, I would ask people ask me, okay, yeah, man, can you can you bring an electric bass for that like, one song or two songs, whatever? I'm like, and I would do it. I mean, for many years I would do it. Um, but then over time I was like, well, what, that's kind of I, I started to hate that one token electric bass song mm. uh, out of the whole set. We played 10 songs and that one electric bass. It was like, okay, first of all, I loved it here that's that was a lot Mm -hmm, (laughs) i'm not paying getting paid any extra (laughs) um and also i feel sometimes it takes away from the takes away from the integrity of the or the scope of the whole um presentation when you just kind of go in this one little bag for like you know three percent of the show and then you go back to something else you know sure so uh, to sum it up i started to be like well I got to make sure I got, I got this covered so they don't miss that electric base. Mm, uh, I think mm-hmm. it was also something very subconscious, but I started to you know, vocalize this. I asked the artist or whatever. I say, what, what you looking for in this song that I, you think the electric base needs, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, over time people would verbalize these things. And I said, I think I could pull that off for you without, mm-hmm. without bringing electric bass to it and just make it a certain way so that it will, it will fit. And I gained, I gained confidence to do it until, until people, you know, if they do ask me, I said, let me, let me, you know, you know, fire me, you know, don't hire me another time, but I think I can pull it out, off without doing um, the electric bass, not bring the yeah. electric bass uh, or vice versa, you know, <laughs> that especially if somebody's like, oh, can you be another price for one, two songs? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not gonna happen definitely not it is different like thinking, all right bring yeah. an electric that's you know that's the thing upright is a big instrument no, <laughs> but, be lugging but in the end i'm i'm preaching to all our bases to be as versatile as possible yeah, 100%. be that be that bass chameleon that you can you can ha- handle both you know mm-hmm. handle both and also be like well you know i don't need to do this because i got it covered you know and i do don't it. need to bring that instrument Exactly. And do it authentically. Yes. As, yes. as authentically we'll as it. possible. Right. Mm, so if you're it. if you're playing James Brown bass lines on the upright, mm-hmm. don't, don't make it sound, you know, like 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 it really should be, you know. Well, uh, I mean, the biggest versus. thing is that even if you want to at least get to something that's that's that feels good and, and, and it's towards that, because I do realize sonically it's going to yes. be different. That is sure. just what it is. Right. Definitely. But if you can get into the music a certain way, you know, it won't it won't it won't be missed. You know what I mean? Because if, if you if you if you half pulling it off, it will be missed. <laughs> you know what I need to shed on. You know what's always kind of bugged me, and I've never been good at this, and I never have the inspiration for some reason to practice this or work on this. Is walking like you brought up walking on the electric bass. Mm. I am mm. 
just not comfortable walking on the electric bass really? for whatever reason. I can mm -hmm. grooving, I enjoy. And same mm -hmm. with soloing, honestly. Like I, you know, mm -hmm. I'll solo. I'm, I'm, you know, but it doesn't mm -hmm. quite feel the same for me as playing on upright. So there's wow. definitely a weakness in my in my being able to double in that direction. Walking, yeah. walking on electric, and I think it's more of the sound. Yeah. I think it's mm -hmm. more of trying to get that authentic upright sound because we, we know that, or I know that a little bit more intimately. Right. Uh, and to put that on electric bass, I've never been comfortable with that. I don't know. I think a lot of people I think a lot of people are. I think it's just it's just a mindset. I've been able to do it a lot actually over the over the years, thankfully. Um mm -hmm. to to walk, do a lot of walking for whatever reason. Why 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 have I been doing it? I don't know. Maybe between practicing it and just doing it and actually doing that early on, okay. doing it actually playing a lot of jazz gigs early mm -hmm. on where I was, even though I didn't realize I was, you know, um, uh, setting myself up for the upright in that way, that, that I was trying to emulate a sound I was hearing a lot, you know? And, yeah. and I think it was, so it was in, but it's in, almost impossible not to put some of those, 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 those electric bass 101 inflections into your, so the, in some of those, your lines, it's, yeah. it's just trying to figure a way to just, contain it in a certain kind of way it doesn't take over the whole thing you know what i mean and be authentic to whatever you're you're, you're playing and um, yeah. i think it's yeah it's interesting yeah that's a that's a whole nother podcast in itself but for sure for sure and we could talk about <laughs> i i 100 percent believe that we could talk about this for like the next three hours yeah. but i think maybe we should start wrapping this one <laughs> well i mean yeah yeah that's yeah, is there anything else still, you wanted to hit <laughs> well i mean uh i guess no Let's, 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 let's stop. Let's stop here. <laughs> we little, yeah, we got some we good ground. <laughs> but keep the electric out. Keep it in sight. Keep the upright in sight. Play mm -hmm. them both. Let people know that you play both. You know what yes. I mean? That's, that's there you cool go. Too. And you it know? just, you know, one inspires the other, honestly, too. Mm -hmm. You yes. know, I, yep. I think, you know, that goes mm -hmm. between, you know, we talk about maybe playing drums will inspire your bass playing in a different way. Playing piano will inspire your bass playing in a different mm -hmm. way. But I also think going between upright and electric can inspire you in yes, a different way. Yes. No. All about consistency. About mm -hmm. consistency. Whatever that looks to your situation, in your situation, okay? Just some kind of consistency so that you don't, you know, get, get caught with your, your pants down when it when times come to like, can you do it? Like, oh, I think I can, you know, and- you know. Yeah, yeah, no, yep. <laughs> put your, you put your best foot forward. <laughs> oh, your well best base forward, that is. Hello. Yep. <clears throat> All right, man. Absolutely. Bob, thanks again for another great, great, great podcast. And this has been Upright Citizens on Open Studio Jazz. Peace. Hello. <laughs>